Mr. Head, I found you a wife. Cool. Repeat after me. I, Butthead, do you with all my heart and soul, and my wiener. Uh, I, Butthead, do you with all my heart and soul, and my wiener. <laughs> you may now do the bride. This is gonna be cool. Coming to you from beautiful upstate New York, this is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. <laughs> Bruce, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. And this is, epi- <laughs> and this is episode 160, is it five or six? I couldn't fucking tell you anymore. We got so many episodes. We got so many things in the can. Oh my God. Oh, uh, Okay. Uh, episode 165. Wow. I had, my first guest was right. We have a guest. We have a guest. Please, Bruce, who is our guest this week? He is most famously known for all the photography you see from most of the big pinball shows in the United States and possibly the world. I don't know. Possibly he's been overseas once in a while with it. His name is Gene X. Wong. He is the owner of Orange Photography. Hi, Gene. Hello, how's it going? I hope I got that right. <laughs> yes, I've never heard that before. <laughs> First, I'd, I'd like to apologize. Um, you're probably one of our longest time listeners. Yes. We haven't had you on, and you've been on like lots of other podcasts, so we have failed. Uh, no, I'm, I'm honored to be on the Slam Tilt podcast. This is my life achievement, so I wow. think I can... You know. <laughs> wow. Those are low. We love to hear that. <laughs> okay, then let's get to uh, the, uh, the sperm contest. No, I'm just kidding. That was that's the last, <laughs> last week. We will be getting to that. We have a winner. But, we do uh, have a winner. So, Gene, how did you get into this hobby first, and then what incorporated it with... Your other hobby, and now your, your, of course, your business with pinball. Yeah. So when I was in Portland, I was visiting a woman that I was into at the time at the behest of a relationship therapist I was going to. And she got off work, and we decided to go to a bar that was near the bar she worked at that was called Slingshot Lounge. And it was actually hosting this tournament called, I can't remember what it was called, but I just stumble in there and we were kind of going to the bar, but in the, one of the side rooms, there's like all these people playing pinball. So I poke my head in there because I already liked pinball, but I would just, you know, around town, I'd see pinball here and there, play, play a couple games. I always liked it since I was a kid, but there was some sort of tournament going on and there was a woman working kind of the, the desk and she could tell that I had no idea and I was not there officially for the tournament. And she's just like, oh, do you want to enter the tournament? And I was like, sure. And it was one of those, I guess, herb style ones because she was like, she knew that I was clueless. So she was like, oh, it's five bucks and you get to play three games and then your scores count. And she kind of was, gave me the, you know, the pitch for people that don't know what it is. And so I did that. And, uh, you know, I was looking at the bank of games. I didn't really recognize a lot of them, but there was uh, Iron Man was the first game I played and uh, put in my, you know, uh, I think they were on free play because you got entries. Played it tilted, which I never tilted before because I didn't know that nudging was even a thing. 
played I can't remember what the other two games were and uh you know did terrible that was it I had fun then went hung out with my friend and when I got back to San Francisco I googled you know pinball tournaments and found out that there that was a thing and uh the Johnny thing now I can't remember anything uh but oh Johnny Olkowski Johnny O was the guy who ran all the tournaments out here so I started going to some tournaments around here. They were all in Oakland. There wasn't as many places to play uh, back then. That was 2012. And I uh, just got super into it, went to all the little local bars and kept playing. And that's what got me into it. And then the photography thing was just a tie-in because when I started going to the tournaments, I was just thinking, how can I contribute to this scene? Because whenever I get involved in something, I want to just, you know, I want to like not just, you know, take from it, but see what I can give back sort of. And so I just started taking photos at the at the tournaments and asking people if it was okay. And that just kind of kept going. And then I could also, if I traveled, I could use it as a like a you know work write off or something. But <laughs> um, but that's kind of how it all kind of rolled you know rolled together. And and then that's that's just something I've been doing since then. And kind of got super into it. I'm like the co California chair for IFPA. I also help run at Free Goal Watch. We have uh, City Champ, which of course all this you know stuff isn't happening now. But Jared Garvey and I kind of are the co-tournament directors of City Champ. But there's a lot more people involved there. But during the pandemic, I actually haven't missed competitive pinball at all. I've I've uh, just enjoyed playing for fun. So that's kind of my history. Whoa, 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 whoa! Time out. What's this fun pinball stuff? What are you talking about? There's only competitive pinball. That's all there ever has been. That's right. That's that's yeah. Tilt Podcast is the number one podcast for uh, competitive pinballing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, I, it's you know I haven't missed the I missed the travel and hanging out with people. Mm-hmm. Competitive pinball, yeah, you know I I I like it. I I don't like need it. I do miss hanging out with people though. That's the big thing I really do enjoy. Well, your fading talent probably makes you not like the competitive scene quite as much. Wait a sec. Let's see what the head-to-head numbers we have against each other, all of us. Oh, yeah. Let's do that right now. Oh. Oh, there goes Ron. Oh, oh. oh, I'm sure the listeners love that. Like, oh, they're starting with the tournament shit already. Oh, <laughs> turn oh, off. That's... Next thing you know, they'll be talking about fixing games. Ugh, just terrible. God, what's the fix games? Games just work. They never need fixing. Yeah, never. So you're in San Francisco. Yes, yep. yes. Northern California. So how close are you to like the, the, um, oh, what's it called? They used to do the, um, Pacific Pinball Expo. Pacific Pinball Museum. That's yeah. over in Alameda. So during the pandemic, I barely left the city, but then you might have seen that drone footage of the annex at the Pinball Museum. Oh, is that like overhead with all the games, like all in mm-hmm. storage? Yeah, like Indiana Jones Warehouse looking. Yeah. Yeah, that was my friend Eddie. Basically, I had seen that they were photographing all their machines. They're going through to, to like, they're doing play fields without glass. They're doing back glasses. They're doing three-quarter angle, kind of like the generic, you know, sales-looking shot of a machine. And they're going through their entire collection and documenting every single one of these, like, old, old games from, like, wood rails all the way through, well, through maybe EMs. And so I saw that, and I was I, – I know Michael, who runs the place. And I was like, hey, man, can I come check that out, maybe take some photos or something? And then I was like, oh – Eddie lives over and he just moved to Alameda. He's a pinball guy and a drone pilot. And so I was like, this might be really cool to fly your drone in there. And I asked um, Mike if that would be cool. And he's like, yeah, totally. So, you know, Eddie got some amazing drone footage that went totally viral, which was kind of cool because I think a lot of like non-pinball people saw it too. But yeah, that's over across the bay. So I took the ferry boat over there and rode my bike and it's pretty close. It's all, it's all like, it's just next to Oakland. So yeah, Oakland's right across. The bay. Nice. I missed the Pacific Pinball Expo. 
Gene is ranked 197, so he is better than both of us, Ron. Damn it. But we both have a winning record against him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Only, only Hallett I have a winning record against is your dad, who I met at uh, Pinburg. He was in my very first group, I think, at Pinburg. And we've played at almost every Pinburg we've been in a group together. So. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I like to hear that. So how many tournaments have you photographed and taken pictures of? Photographed is a verb. Okay. <laughs> Let's taken see. pictures of. I don't know. Um, looking at my results, let's see. There's okay. There's the current, and then there's past. I can't tell. I'm not going to count these lines, but like, no, no. It looks like maybe like I've probably taken photos at most every tournament I go to. So like maybe eighty or ninety or something like that. And wow. most all of them are just here in the states. But I did go over to uh, New Zealand and um, Australia and took some photos uh, when I went out on that vacation too. So, um, nice. but yeah, very cool. Most importantly, though, Bruce, what is our head-to-head record? Oh, so you really want to go there with that one? Well, yeah, that's what I thought you were looking up. Okay. You are ahead by four. Yeah, baby. (laughs) I've been coming back. I actually was down by 10 two years ago. So I am getting better against you. Trending up. Yes, I'm trending up. Oh, no, that's another podcast. We're not going there. (laughs) (sighs) But yes. I can't wait to get back competitive in some ways so I can get a better record than Ron Allen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys want to get into topics? Yes. You, you know how yes. it is. It's very uh, very light here. Very non-formatted. So first, let's just get some news out of the way. We will hop on over to This Week in Pinball. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing today? As we'll just rip off your site once again. Woo! Spooky. They're expanding, Bruce. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Bruce is the only negative spooky person, I think. Uh, there's a couple, but I'm more, more outspoken. You're more outspoken, yes. They're increasing the size. Actually, looks like they're building a new facility next to the current facility Yep. to increase their output. And from what I hear, they want to get over like a thousand games Yes. a year, which I can see that. That'd be kind of nice. It depends. We're waiting on, you know, they're getting close to the end of the run for Rick and Morty. Yes, they they did tease that they made a road trip, solidifying whatever the license is for the new one. And I've heard it's supposedly in June. It's going to be announced. Mm-hmm. So any guesses? Couldn't tell you. Probably another fucking horror one, which will be like. Bleh. Wait, wait a minute. Okay. Gene, what's the name of the company? Spooky Pinball. So what kind of games do you think they would make? Every horror one sucked most of them. <laughs> what are you talking about? Murder's Most Haunted, unless you were in the clique of Wisconsin people, that's the only people who got the jokes on that game. Yeah, the call-outs were yes, really... Very clicky, very... Yeah, but they were bad. They I were thought, terrible. But I thought that was part of the charm. I thought they were supposed to be bad. No. No, you're saying they were supposed to be good? I don't think no, so. I just, I just think it was the beginning effort that was not... A for effort. I like the playfield in that D thing. I like for, the little jump thing it does. Around oh, it. the playfield so cheesy. Uh, what do you think, Gene? I know you must have played this. I, I, I have played it. I own it. Um, I, I like oh. it actually. I, I like the I like the campiness. I you know that they're doing because like the the callouts are pretty like the voice and everything is so kind of bad that it's good kind of thing. That's and what like, I. Yeah. My favorite thing is when you get ghost photo hunt and it's like you know it's ghost photo hunt it says collect three. 
because, you know, like the call out for the three is, you know, a different, it pulls in yes. the number of shots you need to hit. And it just sounds kind of, I think, that, I, don't, I hope that they meant to do, make it sound awkward because if they did, it sounds great. I don't think they did. No, I, I always, <laughs> I always thought they did. I love when Bruce shits on a game and we have to guess like, oh yeah, I own it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I have no problem with that. <laughs> yeah. I like, yeah. When they cut, it's kind of like the, uh, the one Simpsons episode. Uh, hi there, kids. Welcome to Camp Krusty. This is your camp counselor, Bob. <laughs> I guess. That's yeah, basically I what it sounded like. <laughs> yeah, and, and Spooky is supposedly they made these three improvements, which would have all been great on my TNA if I still had it. One was no more hot glue, Bruce. No more of those connectors. No, no oh, more hot God, glue. Effing terrible. And, yeah, and then uh, no more rattling glass which I had Yay. major issues on TNA with that. I had to put like tape on both sides. Oh, I, uh, it was Rick horrible. And Morty, I had the same problem. Rick and Morty was terrible. It was like, I didn't need a shaker motor. There's a freaking sound system made everything else shake. They will <laughs> no longer have the loudest power supply in pinball yeah, as, yeah, as it will be much more quiet. No yeah, more loud great. fans. So wow, we all get Bruce. screwed. No, these have been problems for years that people have commented about. I have to and say, we're going to address it finally all in one spot shot. Yeah. When we talked about Deep Root and they were fun trying to get you all certification. Yeah. And we, we mentioned that Spooky doesn't have that. How how do they not have that? I'm confused. They don't have to. Why don't they, they have, don't to? have to? Is, have is it just because that's a that's a consumer? It's kind of like a good good housekeeping seal of approval. You really don't need UL approval. It is encouraged because in case the building got on fire. That's what I'm saying. Like, so if my game had an issue and caught fire on its own, does UL certification mean I can't sue the company or? No, no, no. It states that it was actually properly grounded by grounding procedures that are norm for the whole world. Okay. Let me just say this then. If I do have a spooky game that burns down my house, does it make it easier to sue them because they don't have UL certification? Yes, because now you're showing that there is a possible link to the two. And how do they sell in Europe? Aren't they even stingier with that stuff? Yeah, but aren't they even stingier than we are with that stuff? Oh, yes. So how do they sell to Europe? I couldn't tell you. That I do not know. We had to be both since we were going. We delivered machines all over the world, so we actually had to go. Japan has their own different thing. So does Australia. We've sold, I think it was 300 machines total that we built in Rochester. And we had to go through all these different things. Mostly when you got CE, most companies and most countries said, if you got UL and you got CE, we'll approve of it. But we would like to see the schematics and see what is forward going forward. Like, so if they saw something red flagged, maybe the first one that came into the country would have to go to the their equivalent of UL, be looked over, and then can continue on. Okay. But it's not necessarily needed, but 95% or I think it's about 92% now, they say, of all products coming in the United States. All right. So everyone on the call, what's your favorite spooky game? Mine is America's Most Haunted right now. I, I only own that, and uh, right now I own that in TNA and uh, have Rick and Morty coming. Ah, mine's Alice Cooper. That is very fun. Because of all the shows I go to and the fact that I have been to the Banning Museum of Pinball, which we'll be talking about them, uh, they have like every spooky game. So I played, I've even played like Dominoes and Jetsons <laughs> and all that stuff. And I, I would say Alice Cooper. By far, I think, is their best game. What do you think, Bruce? Okay, what's their next topic we're going to be talking <laughs> oh, about? Oh, okay. 
And I own one. What does that tell you? Well, I don't have it on my uh, thing here, but yes, the Banning Pinball Museum. They're there where they have Indisc. They also have Arcade Expo. They're like two huge buildings in Banning, California, near Palm Springs. 40,000 square feet, if I remember. I think it's they said big. in the article. Yes. And they're trying to buy, and help me here, because I can't find the article. They're trying to buy like some... A convention center in Palm Springs that has 75,000 square feet. That's right across the street from the airport. Yes. And everyone I read, it's like the new Penberg. The new Penberg. Yes. It has like tons of parking too. Yes. It would be a major upgrade for any location. And I did not know this, but I did not know that Banning actually is open Monday through Friday for local traffic. That makes sense. It's a museum. Yeah. That was pretty interesting to find that out. I know they're having a open house thing coming up soon too, where they're restricting it to so many people. Got to wear masks. I think it's actually this weekend or next weekend. Next weekend, the 24th. Yep. I knew it was coming. Yeah. What do you think about that, Gene? You, you could have like the new Pinburg, but on the West Coast. Be a lot oh, shorter. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love Indisc as it is where, you know, where it is in the, even in their current space. It's great. I mean, even though you're in the middle of nowhere, uh, <laughs> but uh, you, you all have both been, right? Yes, we have. Yeah. I love how they have Indisc and then half, like probably 89% of the people in the tournament never leave that area or go to the huge building next door with the 500 games in it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they have like, well, they have Magic Girl, which you can't play, which is funny because it's the same experience as if you would have played it, basically. But <laughs> yeah, that, that spooky lineup is awesome. I've never seen every spooky machine. It's it's weird to see like Jetsons and Dominoes and, you know, like you never see those. Or you have the Zachariah section where they're almost Oops. all turned off because <laughs> yeah. you can't get parts for any of them. Yeah, I can't keep them running. But uh, I going back to these, I have not played Rick and Morty with the newest code. Mm-hmm. They have new codes, so I have not played with the new. Uh, I forget what the new mode is. It's one of the Moon Man, Moon Man code now on it. Moon Man, that's like an episode. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's see. Slash. He posted on his Instagram how uh, the Guns and Roses machine won the Twippy for best game. That's a lot of exposure right there. He's got like three million followers. Don't expose it too much because when they find out the price, I think half the people have a coronary. That is usually the reaction that people do when it's like, how much do these things cost? Like you're kidding. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's where location pinball, you got to get, you got to yeah. let people know that most people probably don't even know that it exists on location still. So that's something that I wish people knew because like you said, most people probably like, like same with all these band pins. I'm sure when they came out, all their fans were like, oh, that'd be really cool to get that. And then they're like, oh no, they probably think it costs 2000 or maybe yeah. less. I don't know what people actually think until they, yeah. <laughs> Look or if up. you were like a Primus fan and you're like, oh, look, a Primus machine. <laughs> and then you saw the Guns N' Roses machine like, man, we got gypped. <laughs> yes. That's a word you're not supposed to use. I learned uh, a few years back. What word? It's, it's negative to gypsies or something. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yes, I heard the term gypsy itself is, is negative. It's like, oh, because there's a Who song called um, Going Mobile. And I love that song. And it beep, has that beep. line in it. Yeah, you know, I'm an air-conditioned gypsy. I just love that line. Or you, Cher is now ruined because one of her biggest hit songs. She's you know she was a traveling, traveling show. Traveling. Mom used to dance for the money they know. Uh, Pop uh, did whatever he could. Yes, Cher mentioned on the, the podcast. <laughs> Very. I can't wait for the Cher pinball hey, machine. Wait, That's, Cher did. Teasing the next turn. What was that? 
Gene Simmons dated Cher, so maybe we can get oh, Gene on. Oh, jeez, that's right. That. That's right. That's right. I wore a mask because no one could see what I looked like because we were doing the kiss gimmick. You know, no one knew what we looked like. Thank God the internet didn't exist, or we would have been screwed. <laughs> but Gene, uh, you were you had her on one of your albums, the Gene Simmons solo album. She's <laughs> actually on the credits for that. Well, that's true. It's an incredible solo album. I'm sure you have it, Bruce. I did. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was worth so much money, Gene, I sold it. Oh, okay, that's all right. Profit is never a problem. Exactly. I knew that would be the words you love to hear. (laughs) More money is better, Gene. We have a home pin update. No. (laughs) They shipped their very first Made in Taiwan home pin pinball machine. Mm. Isn't that great? I just it just shows a picture of it with it's all wrapped up. There you go. Okay. <laughs> is it a thunderbird or is it, going, there, is it doing like, did it work? Uh, it's gotta be the zombie one. Or or is it the car one? Didn't oh that's right. Didn't they do one for Porsche? Yes, they did. Or something? Yeah. I should be better with the news being we're a freaking pinball podcast. Pinball media. Yeah, pinball media. That's yes, that's right. I'm in the pinball media. You know how I know? Because the last Pinball Expo I went to, I was Pinball Media. And I bring that up because Pinball Expo's new website debuted. They updated the website with a new date, hotel information, etc. So go check that out. Nice. It's going to be great. Bigger, better, longer, stronger. Yep. I was able to, I was able to take the, the tickets that I originally got for, it was probably Expo, that I had to cancel. And then I got credit. And now I can use them for Expo two years later. Yay! So, Gene, what are your thoughts about these shows now coming out since we did have our first pinball show? Oh, yeah, the the brew one or whatever. The one in the... Pinbrew. Pinbrew. Yes, in Ohio. What are your thoughts about everything? I know California is now on a down tick. You know, your numbers are starting to go down in, in California while ours in New York are going back up. Yeah, I'm happy that things are improving here and hopefully across the country. But with regards to shows, I'm I'm pretty excited for it. I don't know which ones I would go to. It kind of depends on what the setups are, where they are. But like we were talking about with the tournament stuff earlier, like half the fun of the hobby is kind of going to the shows, seeing people, hanging out. You know, I'm not like super good with the tournaments, but I have fun. And it's more about that than winning one because I barely ever win them. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm pretty stoked. One of our favorite ones locally here that a lot of people don't know about, it's called Golden State Pinball Festival. It used to be called Pinagogo. And it's a really, really great one because it's one of those shows that's like just locals mostly, um, a really usually a great selection of games. It's not like a huge, you know, no, not a lot of vendors. There's vendors and stuff and there's seminars, but mostly it's just like it's over the last year or two, well, not last year, but anyways, when they moved it to this new location in Lodi, California, kind of close to Sacramento, there's more campground sites and people have something they just kind of call Camp Silverball, where maybe a third of the people put machines out in their campsite. I was planning to do a golf pin golf tour of the campsites because a lot of people, I think, didn't realize you're allowed to go to people's campsites and see their pinballs because people bring them to share. But, you know, when you when you see people hanging out, sometimes you're like, oh, that's their private little area. And, you know, some f- folks don't know that you can kind of visit them. So I'm really stoked for shows to come back and like that. Even California Extreme is really fun, which is, you know, at the it's in Santa Clara. Um, that one's fun because it's at the hotel. So just like most 
pinball shows that are at a hotel, it's stinky and inside it's all crowded. That part's not so fun. But then there's the pool and it's, you know, it's, it's the bit, it's the Bay area in the, uh, Silicon Valley where it's always warmer than in the city. So you can hang out by the pool and have some beers and get some fresh air before you, you know, go back in. I mean, the masks are good for, for stinkiness. That's one thing to help for. So. <laughs> Is California extreme any less crowded? No, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's extreme. They call it extreme for a reason. Yeah. Well, me and Bruce went there before it was extreme, extreme. My last year, I couldn't physically get from one end of the hall to the other. I had to give up halfway. And that's when I said, you know, this might be a little too crowded at this point. Yeah. Yeah. They had it sort of set up where in many, many years where it's like, you can't like, it's not like rows. It's like a kind of a winding thing. Yeah. So you curvature, to- yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like, it's, I get the concept. But if you're like wanting to get to a section faster, you're like, okay, I'm going to just, you know, it's harder to get around and, and things. But and the tournament's always tight there and everything else. So it's always separate from the, the main show. Well, it wasn't always. At the beginning, it was in the show. And then, oh, now it's separate. And it's a little easier, but it's sometimes a little harder to find it when you're first there. Yeah, I like it and don't like it for that, those same reasons because it's nice when it's you know kind of part of the show because you're integrated. But then it's not nice when the whack a mole or the ice hockey, the air hockey, is next to the tournament area and all yeah. you hear is like that that sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh, but the, I agree. That, that was actually the last biggish tournament I won was the the California Extreme Tournament. They called it. They changed the format to a Pinbergish format. It's called Bayberg, um, <laughs> and that was that was super fun. The Monterey Flipper Pinball Crew ran it the last several years and it's it's a re- it's really fun because it's match play so yeah. nice very, very nice cool. i like that hey ron yes sir i have a package <laughs> <laughs> yes you have a package it's got three reach arounds in it uh wow Th- three wait a minute three three i got one for you one for me and one for robert frost it was cheaper to send all three since Robert is in Rochester also. They boxed them up all together, and they shipped them over here from Australia, mate. And I have not opened any of the boxes. Okay. But it's pretty official. It's kind of nice. They actually have the final round pinball podcast on the stickers. I'm putting it right on my toilet, just like I said. Yes, I know. <laughs> I can't wait to hand you my reach around. Ah. Uh... <laughs> also, we had the Pinball Hall of Fame Soft Open occur. Yes, it did. In Las Vegas. That's a big pin bar sign. That, uh, yeah. <laughs> they had this. Well, it's, the, the picture they use is P-I-N-B-A. So if Robert Mueller was really effing smart, <laughs> which he isn't, but if he was, he would be paying them right now and put an R instead of the L. And then you'd say, pin bar! Oh, Great God. Vegas. Well, you know, brother, that's a great idea, dude. I think I'm going to get right on that. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> it looks big. It is huge. The ceilings, is, it's a huge, huge, yeah. huge building. Hopefully he makes money. Yeah. You know, there's another place coming around eventually in, uh, in Rochester, New York. Uh, you want to get to that already? Well, you can. Well, let's finish up the news here. We had lots okay. of code. We did. Big Lebowski got an update. We finally have multipliers, right, Gene? Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think that, I don't think there there are, but the uh, I think they they actually integrated some things that I had mentioned maybe like three years ago. My one is on location somewhere, so I'm going to go update the code this week and try it out. Nice. We have one in Buffalo at Pocketeer Billiards. Has one. Wow. So they're out in the wild. 
Mr. Oh, yeah. Lebowski. I still have yet to play one that I got through a game without something breaking. Oh, it happens all the time, but... Okay. I'd like to play one. Code updates all around. Spooky. Spooky. Rick and Morty. Uh, Jersey Jack's doing a their beta program. You yes. can be a beta tester for their code. I wonder if you have to agree to anything like, if this fries your machine... Yeah, I think you would have to because what if the coil sticks on melts melts yeah, board? I mean, they're we're te- testing something. Yeah, it's like yeah, I'll only be a beta tester if you pay for anything you break on my machine. Code updates, Guns and Roses, Avengers, Avengers, and uh, Led, Led Zeppelin. Timmy's one point Timmy's one Congratulations, Tim Sexton and his team. Yes, who you had on and have on one of our past shows, mm-hmm. which you can find at. Slamtillpodcast.com. Thank you. Wow. You like that? Oh, see. You like that? There's really not much in the news because, like, there's no new games coming out. Do you think, like, uh, a lot of possibly part shortages and other things are, are what's making things take so long? I mean, you yes. have Chicago Gaming. Everyone knows it's, it's Cactus Canyon, but when's it coming out? When's it happening? American Pinball? Supposedly you want to release two this year? Two. Still. I keep hearing Legends of Valhalla. For the first one. Which would be kind of cool. Because which that which was makes a good sense because that would be a junior designer, mm-hmm. you know, with help from, you know, Dennis Norman. Major company. Yeah. Would you buy Legends of Valhalla, either of you? Uh, I'd have to play it and, and see how much it costs. Yeah, same. Uh, I'm not really buying much because I'm out of room right now. And since there's no locations to use as quote-unquote storage, I can't uh, take anything I else. I gotcha. <laughs> well, Bruce has a location to use as storage. Yes, I do now. For the first time since 1983, I do not have a working pinball machine in my house. Whoa. Wow, you're old. I am old. Holy crap, I was like 10. And you were still shitting green. (laughs) (laughs) Shitting green? What the hell does that even mean? Powerful, potent poopies. Uh, Again, (laughs) just the, the highest level of podcasting right here. Highest. Uh, but yes, all the game. I actually have a garage now. <laughs> yeah, it's just in time to sell the place and have another garage. Have another garage. But uh, yes, so we moved all the games. We now have officially in the building over almost 60 games. 45 will always be playing. Wow. Wow. Now we have to go through each game. Oh, my God. And make sure everything is up to snuff and locks and seating and all this other fun stuff. But until we can get the CO, which is the certification of occupancy, we had to have the games in place. So we see how how much room we would have to have, how many occupants we can have in there. Mm-hmm. So that's the fun part. Uh, so we finished up yesterday. We moved 14 pins the week before we moved 18 pins. The storage room is about half filled with storage uh, for extra games. I have my Ali in there. I have Pinball in there. I have Memory Lane. And I have Shit Silver. Shit Silver. Are any Uh, of those from the Papa Collection? No. I I did not buy any. I would have. I'm mad at Mr. Polka. (laughs) Oh, God. I am mad at Mr. Polka. I told him. Months ago, when I when he first put up the list, I'm like, hey, if you have any weird stuff that you want to sell, tell me before you're going to sell this or if somebody backs out of something. But you didn't give him a specific name. You just said weird stuff. Well, <laughs> Barracor is pretty weird. 
how would he know that? Okay. You, you, you didn't even give him a specific game name. That's lame. I know, but still, it's weird. <laughs> Barracora went like, like he's been having problems trying to sell like some of these other, you know, common games. As soon as Barracora goes up for three grand, it was sold within 15 minutes. <laughs> I saw that too. I thought that was a pretty reasonable. I mean, yeah. a lot of their pricing was a little bit, seemed a little higher, but I'm like, the market's insane right now anyway. So I was like, that that seems fair. fair. And and knowing their machines, you know, yeah. they're like, those machines I trust completely because I've played them all. But yeah, like like what, like that pinball lizard or something like that, one of those weird ones that they had. Yeah. That's oh, stuff. game plan. I remember that yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 But yeah, they couldn't they couldn't sell like all the common stuff. But when that rare stuff comes up, boom. Well, my dad has their Congo. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Or what? One of their Congos. Yes. Yeah, I gotta make it. I gotta make it up there just to do a site survey about all the streaming crap. Yes, you do. And I'm sure you want wireless and all that in there. You got internet in there yet? Not yet. It's coming in another two weeks. What are you getting? Is it Spectrum? It's the only thing I can get in that building. Because it's Spectrum's in the building. Like yeah, the actual Spectrum, Spectrum store. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you should have good internet. Yeah, you like, should you have good internet. internet, internet go down. You would think, but let's just... Did yeah, you have we'll, to get business class? You have to. Yes, oh, we're business. So you have to use your equipment? Yes. That's bullshit. Yes. So, uh, yes, we got the 45 games in. It's mine and Zach's fun now of getting them all ready to go. All right. Any repairs you guys done this past week or two weeks in pinball? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gene, we'll go to you first. <laughs> uh, I only, I've only had one thing. So my America's Most Haunted was it was in a barbershop for a while, and then the barbershop closed during pandemic. So I took it home, and then I worked on it a lot to get it to you know you know you have to get all that excess hair out of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and there was this interesting mod that is. In the trough on uh, America's Most Haunted, there's a way for the balls, if they kind of are like in multi-ball where their balls are draining and kind of popping in and out of the trough, they can actually pop out of the trough and just land it's kind of in the apron the and, and all the way in the bottom. Yeah, which is like yes. obviously super annoying. And so somebody made a 3D printed part that my um, friends Brian and Allison O'Neill printed for me since I don't have a 3D printer. And I installed that. It just kind of snaps on top of the the trough, which is nice. So I actually brought the pinball machine out last Saturday onto the sidewalk, which is something I've been doing during the pandemic. And we played for eight hours and not a single ball got, you know, popped out of, into the, I mean, it doesn't matter because I have the keys if I'm playing it, but. But it's annoying it's, if you had it on location and you had to go service this. Exactly. Because that's yep. what we had. We have one in uh, Rochester on location and all the time. Doink. Yep. You'd, you'd be playing and then you had a multi-ball and you're like, okay, this game's now lost. What's going yeah. on? And it's like, and, oh, crap, the ball went in. And then you, you called a guy. He Luckily, we knew the, the local vendor. He came over. He was like, yep, here it is on the bottom of the cabinet. And like, oh. wow. Yeah. Troughs are hard. Yeah, you know, they've only been doing it for how many years? <laughs> Why don't they but just yeah, use the, the Williams part then? I don't know. There was a reason, but I don't know what it was. There was I remember seeing something because I was, I was looking at the pin side thread on AMH for issues and things, and Ben Heck was on there a lot, and he, I think he, at some point he said there was a reason why they couldn't use it or didn't use it. Ah. They have two of them on uh, Rick and Morty. Two, tr- oh, two troughs? Yes. Uh, since, well, since we mentioned pin side, pin side was hard to go on and search anything. It was really peaceful and really quiet, and I think people were losing their marbles. <laughs> after like a, a week after they won the trophy for best pinball website, they went down for a week. 
Must have been all the demand from the yes, the award winning. No, it was just a poor hosting provider who didn't have <laughs> sufficient backups. Obviously, fire. Yeah, their hosting <laughs> provider had a fire, and then the fire suppression Rangers. system went off. Got all the servers wet, and they cut the power to the whole building. And then they couldn't give him any kind of time when they'd actually be back up. So he had to move everything to like Europe. But I thought people were going to lose their fucking gourds. I can't get on Pinside. I can't. Oh my God. I needed it for some. I, I, they're good for like pictures of games. There's more pictures there than are at IPDB.org. So mm. I frequently use them for that. I use them for a lot of tech resources and stuff. Yeah, that's that's what I use it a lot for, especially on America's Most Haunted, because luckily all the owners have troubleshooted it, you know, troubleshot it for a while. So that was very helpful for me. Yes, I had the same thing with my brand new game that I, had, <laughs> that I had to troubleshoot a lot of. So you had a problem with a new game? Well, well, I guess it was spooky, right? What did you, no, you got? No, did you no, get Rick no, and Morty? No, no. Oh, okay. Uh, so, oh, you finally got deep rooted. No, they don't have any games out yet. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, okay, you got your Guns N' Roses finally. Congratulations, Ron. I've been waiting for you to buy this thing. No, too expensive. Home pin? You're the one that got the Porsche pinball machine. No, no. Oh, what the hell could he... What the hell else is there, you know? Well, before we go into my game, my other quick repair wasn't even really a repair. My Johnny Mnemonic Spinner Saga. So for those oh, yes. out there who have your Johnny Mnemonic spinner and it constantly keeps it keeps going back to like the uh, horizontal position where the ball just goes under it and doesn't even hit it because <laughs> it's just weighted poorly, designed poorly, and you have to keep bending it and then it works for a while, then it doesn't, and you bend it and it works for a while and it doesn't. I have a new solution. It's not really new, but it does work. Get a junkyard spinner. Here's Johnny, they say, and smiles in a special way. Johnny, he says. Is that El DeBarge or somebody? Yes, it is. But it was actually Weird Al doing El DeBarge. Okay. It was actually for Johnny Carson. <laughs> Here's Johnny, they say, and smiles. Dare to be stupid, special- Bruce. Dare to be stupid. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, because the Johnny Mock Spinner isn't available anymore either. You can't get it. So I read some posts that Junkyard may work, and I looked at the pictures and in Junkyard, it's in the shooter lane. But it's oh, yeah. literally the same part. It's the same bracket. It's just reversed on Junkyard, so the switch is on the left side. But I was, but I couldn't see the angle of the spinner, so I was kind of taking a risk by getting it in case it didn't work. But it did. It literally looks like they just took the Johnny Mnemonic spinner and redesigned it, so instead of an offset going into the spinner, it just goes straight through now. And they kind of weighted it, so it, it looks way better. It looks like it won't have that issue. I had a long stream with it, and I just hit the shit out of that a ton, and it never had an issue. On Spinner Millions? Yep. Oh, yeah. That's so fun. That's yep. so fun. What's fun is when you, you stream, and it's like, I'm going to test the spinner, and I do that, and it works great. And it's like, you know, I'm going to end the stream by trying to get to power down. And then I proceed to get power down lit on ball two, and then can't hit the shot. <laughs> and then rage tilt out on my third ball and end the stream. It's very cool. <laughs> if someone wants to highlight my anger, but it was... uh. It was a very rage tilty. Yes, I literally moved the whole game. It was no longer in frame in the stream. <laughs> That's a great way to finish a stream. That is a great way. And then I just calmed down and looked at the camera and said, "I think the stream's over." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so pissed. I hate when I think maybe Papa does. There's some places where like they make the spinner 
not spin on purpose. So you oh can't yeah, they use the rusty sprinter, the rusty spinner from the uh, the flood. Yeah, yeah. It's just because like that's a fun thing to do. I mean, obviously it it makes sense in a tournament, but like it's it's also I hate spinners that don't spin well. You know, like those plastic spinners on oh, some of those. Yes, we are yeah. speaking the same language. Yeah, I, there's like other operators in SF um, that I go around. Like some of them I know because I run tournaments, and they they see that like pinball actually can make money if they maintain them. So at first, you know, they were like annoyed because we would call in every little thing. But now we have a good relationship with some of them. These are like the old old time operators, you know, that run like the pool tables, the jukeboxes, and all that other stuff that makes like ten times more money than pinball. And so the closest bar to my house, I go in there and when the, when the tech's there, cause I'll, you know, I'll tell him all the problems. Then the tech will come at a certain point and I'll, he'll usually text me and I'll just walk over there and then I'll bring my spinner lube and just like <laughs> lube up the spinners. And you know, it's just like, I hate crappy spinners. It's just like annoying. They, they should always be like rippable. I have my super lube from Radio Shack that will probably last 50 years. <laughs> Yeah. Because you need the, so the, little of it to, to <laughs> put on the spinner. It literally will last my entire life. I will never need another tube of this shit. Yeah, that's like the stuff I use. So, you know, the bar has been closed. Everything has been closed for like a year. So when that particular bar opened up recently, you know, we started playing. And surprisingly, most of the spinners were still good after the machines were just sitting, you know, unused for a whole year. It doesn't solidify. That's that's why it's awesome. Yeah. But uh, yes, I got a game, Bruce. So which game? Come on, it can't be. Oh, this this is a whole saga. Are you ready for the saga? It's like story time. Story time. Story with time Ron. with Ron. So we begin last year, where I use my rewards program, IFPA rewards, my discounted game. I choose Jurassic Park Premium. Jurassic Park Premium is made by Keith Elwin. Yes, I want my first Elwin. So, COVID's going on. So there's major delays. Nothing happens for months and months and months and months. Well, finally in April, they're built. And if you've been following like Pinside, you can see everyone's getting their Jurassic Parks now. So they've, they're finally, finally on the line. They got them done. I get the email from IFPA, Josh Sharp. Your game will be ready. Please send the money. So I send the money. And then I don't hear anything. For like a week. Uh, someone could get a hold of me? Two weeks pass. I get a call on my, my phone and I have a, a Pixel. So it has the Google like screening service that I use all the time when a number comes in that I don't know what it is. I activate the screening service and I, I see the text coming across. Hi, this is Shelly Sachs from Stern Pinball. Like, oh, fuck. You know, pick it up, pick it up. And she proceeds to tell me that. Uh, the shipping company called me last week, but I didn't pick up, so they took it as a bad number, and that's what—that's the delay in me getting the you know shipped out. So I assure her, like, yes, I will not screen any more calls. <laughs> this is the correct number. Please ship my game. It shipped that Monday. Let's see. I'll get a timeline here. We okay. are recording on uh, April eighteenth, so this was um, yeah. So this was April fifth, and sure enough, it it shipped like it was ready. FedEx Freight, they used FedEx Freight, they picked it up and it brought it to their warehouse. And then Tuesday morning, it started making its trek to my home. And it was weird. It spent like a whole day in Indiana, which is right next to Illinois. Didn't go mm-hmm. anywhere. It was, it was delayed. Then it, then it made its way. And then Thursday night, it actually arrived in Schenectady, which is our local 
FedEx freight office here. So I call them Friday because I am uber paranoid that I'm going to have another dialed in episode where they're just going to deliver it, you know, without me knowing, without letting me know that it's coming. I call them and they're like, oh yeah, it's not even, it's not even close to being ready yet. And we actually don't do the residential deliveries. We outsource it to this other company. And, and the guy says, you know, no one's going to deliver this until we call you. That's why we got your number. It's like, okay, what's my number? And I confirm they have the right number. Okay. You see where this is going? Bruce probably sees oh, this. Oh, yeah. Going. Yeah. So Monday, don't get a call. Nothing. Like, okay. Tuesday, I check the tracking number and it says it's due to be delivered that day. Hmm. That's odd. So I go to work, but I figure like I'm going to call them and make sure because the guy said that they're not going to deliver it until they call me. And no one has called me. My screening service was off. I did not miss any calls. Mm -hmm. So when I go to call them, I just check the tracking number one more time. And it says, delivered. <laughs> like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Okay. So I call the guy. It's like, oh, yeah, it was delivered. It says it was signed for by me. I'm not there. How did I <laughs> sign for it? Uh, and, and he started giving me attitude, which got me pissed. And it's just like, hey, it's just, just check it out. It's probably fine. It's like, well, yeah, what happens if it's not fine? What if someone put a forklift through it? I didn't sign for it. It's like, oh, would you just call us back? We'll go from there. Like, really? So I'm thinking, like, you guys delayed this for a fucking week because you said my number was bad because you needed my number so you can call me. And then you never called me anyway. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I go there, and it's like overcast out, and I'm like, oh, shit, is it going to rain on it? As I get close to my house, the clouds open up, the sun comes out, and it ended up being a beautiful day. Yeah, and there's my game sitting in my driveway. Some guy hooking it up. Yeah, hooking yeah. Hooking it up right now to his truck. Yeah. <laughs> this is the second time this has happened. The other time was better because they had no updates to the tracking number, and I just got home from work, and the game was sitting in my front door. That was the dialed in. That, mm. that was cool. So, yes. I get it inside. I'm not working from home, so I had to drive all the way home 20 minutes, get it in the house, and drive back. That's how it started. That was a great story, Ron. Okay, thanks, man. How yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Roger Sharping it here, but I'm not nearly as interesting. <laughs> so I set the thing up Thursday. You know, I got the plate filled up. I'm going through all the connectors, making sure nothing's fell, fell off. And I actually, I turn it on. I go into switch test, make sure all the switches actually say, you know, the correct thing this time. God, you're really anal now. Uh, yeah, okay. So I start my first game. Okay, here we go. T-Rex is moving, like, ah, he's, he's working, great, cool. I shoot the left ramp, the skill shot. It comes around the left habit trail and gets stuck. Huh? Yeah, stuck, you know, where the hole is, where it goes into the inlane. They had the yeah. habit trail moved over too far, so it was like hitting the sling oh, plastic. Okay, okay well, that it's happens. Like, okay, yeah. okay, move that over. Okay, we got that. Okay, so I play a little bit. Okay, skill shot, I hit the left ramp, doesn't register. Hmm. All right, hit the left ramp again, doesn't register. Hmm. All right, hit the right ramp, comes around, and in the habit trail, it just clanks all over the place. Like, no, no kind of feed. It just goes all over the place. Like, okay. Then I hit, the, I hit the center spinner, comes around, and flipper hops off the oh, upper man. flipper. It's like, ugh. Okay, so here we go. So I had to take the plastic off, off the you know, upper flipper, the plastic that's above it. Had to take the screw out and bend the, the guide. 
And you could see where it was not even straight. It was like already bent. Bent that. Put all that back together. Now that's working. Screw with the habit trail. That's on the uh, right ramp. Kind of get that working a little better. Okay. Still, left ramp. Just intermittently does not register. Now, on a premium and a LE, well, on a Pro, there's one opto. It's at the top of the ramp. It's actually behind the back panel. On a premium and LE, there's an extra one at the front. So it knows when to activate the magnet with the T-Rex when he's down. So I, I did determine that it was the upper opto that was the problem. And this is where Pinside came in handy, because I guess this is a common issue with the optos on this game. And their solution was tape. Actually, I was talking to Zach, our Zach, hi Zach, about this, and he, he must have saw this too, because he mentioned the tape. And I'm like, well, how does this work? Well, you put tape over the hole where the opto goes through, the beam goes through, so it narrows the beam and makes it more sensitive. Because what I think was happening is it only happened on really hard shots, and I think the air was going, the ball is going slightly airborne and like blowing past the opto. Mm. So I went from it working 60% of the time. I put one strip of tape on there. It has worked 100% since then. Ooh, so we're all good. Thanks. So, so thanks, and, and it's in a back panel section where you can't see the tape at all. Beautiful. Okay. No, that's not all. So first, oh, time, that's for, not no. Well, wait, not, isn't this great? It's, so I hit the Raptor pen, which on it's got the motorized bank. It goes down. Lock a ball in there. I ended up not starting Raptor multi-ball. So when the game's over, it goes down, but it doesn't go down all the way. So the ball's stuck there. So I can't, like, I'm nudging it. I can't get it out. So I got to take, and I realize, I look at it, and it's rubbing against the actual play field. Like, when I push on it, then it goes down. It's, like, not aligned. So I lift the play field up, and I'm looking at that. And I can see where the bracket is bent. Disconnect that. Take it out. Bend the bracket so it's nice right angle like it's supposed to be. Put it back in. Then that works. But it was up too high. I had to adjust that. It wasn't flush. One of the up posts wasn't flush with the play field. I had to fix that. Let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I didn't replace all the coil stops yet. I'm going to see if I see any metal shavings or anything before I do that. Uh, I had to realign the two bottom flippers. Other than that, it worked great. Oh, great. It booted. Hey, it booted. It booted. <laughs> Uh, and the one thing I was worried about is the one thing that works absolutely flawless, which is the freaking T-Rex. He's aligned directly center on the ramp. When his mouth comes down to get the ball, it's supposed to just touch the ramp, and it does. So I guess I should be happy with that. You should. Anything else? That game is fucking hard. Yes, it is. I didn't realize it was. This, this is a player's game in every sense of the word. If you miss a lot like I do, <laughs> you are fucked. You are, you are screwed hard. Everything drains on this thing, and it's got the. If you're late on the right, if you're late on that right flipper, forget about it. There's going in the left out lane. It's got the post in the center spot, so it's not even like it's set up, you know, completely hard, and it's just insane. But then you'll hit like five shots in a row, and you feel like God. You'll say, "Oh, this is awesome!" You just hit that left ramp, right ramp, side ramp, and it's like everything's good. And I'm looking at this thing. And I see what people mean now. It's when they can't believe that the bill of materials on an L1 game is the same as other games. Because you look at this thing. It's got four ramps on it. It's like it's completely packed. Like I go, I go over to like my Star Wars. And it's a piece of shit. Well, I'm not saying that. <laughs> what I'm saying is just there seems like so much less on the game. This thing has mechanical action crap going on all over the place. It just seems like this game has to cost more. And Star Wars is a piece of shit. 
And then there's the T-Rex head. You see that? It's like, how does this thing? Oh, yeah, my T-Rex uh, horizontal movement. It's loud as hell. But I guess that's normal. It almost sounds like a grinding noise, like it's going to break. But it works fine. It gets really hot back there. That motor, you put your hand in front. You can feel the heat coming off that thing. And that's my Jurassic Park saga. Let me just check that off as that took up half the running time. I'm going to go now into what I've had to repair this past couple of weeks. We are finishing up a uh, blackout. We're almost done. We're just finishing up the flippers. So we started going to the games at the co-op. Start taking apart big game a little bit. It boots up. I hit the flipper for the first time. And I look and the ball is stuck. Like, you know, how you can almost you can almost zipper flipper a big game, but you can't because there's metal brackets behind the upper flipper. So you cannot lose a ball between the upper and lower flipper on either side, except for when your bracket breaks. Ooh. Yeah. 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 I, I lucked out on that because Pinball Resource had him in his, uh, what, what does he call it? Bargain basement bin? Like yep. just extra stuff I have hanging around? Yeah. I have two broken. Both are broken. Ooh. So guess what I got to make this week? Uh, metal guides. You got it. So that's my fun. Yay. And just uh, getting that blackout done so I can actually give it to the customer and make some money. Make some money. Sorry. And then we have our new project, which is going to be a playfield swap for an eight ball. Nice. Yeah. An eight ball. Mm-hmm. They sold a lot of them, Bruce. It's very popular. It is very popular. It's, it's the second most popular machine ever. Mm-hmm. So... Gene, we have a question for you, and we ask every contestant on the Slamville podcast. Yes, contestant. <laughs> <laughs> what game do you like and game do you hate? It can't be one you own. It can't be one you own. Okay. Well, so I was trying to think of games I hate because I, I, I don't hate a lot of games. There's some that I hate for tournaments, and then the initial answer that came to my head was Adam's Family because I don't yes. really like that game. Um, and then, and then, because I was at the museum, there's actually this other game called Slap the Japs that I also hate. That came out during World War II, and it's got this racist imagery and blah 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 on it. So that's the other game that I hate. For a game I like that I don't own, let's see what I, I was like. I gotta look at my like wish list because they'll probably find something. Try to think of something that's less common because like I like things that everybody likes, like Whirlwind or Frontier or Countdown. Bruce doesn't like Frontier. Or Stargazer. Stargazer. Everybody loves Stargazer, right? Love Stargazer. I would love to get that. But I will say, oh, I'll say uh, Flash Dragon because it's a game that had a Polaroid camera built into the back glass. And if you got a high score, it would take your photo and eject it out. So I'm trying to find one of those. But uh, it doesn't play very well. But I like the no, integration of the of the Polaroid camera. So. Nice. You mean that Jersey Jack didn't invent that? <laughs> no. <laughs> 1986 Playmatic. Wow. Yes. And of course, it was you. It was going to be used before that with uh, Bally. Oh yeah. Yep. That's where they got the idea for Journey, for the digitalized heads and Journey, the pinball, the video game. Oh. <laughs> they were originally going to have that stuff where you, one of your faces, the bouncer, was going to be a picture taken of your face, and you were going to be the bouncer blocking the guys. <laughs> so you would be the bad guy against journey so if you hated journey this would be the no, perfect you were game actually the bouncer blocking all the people trying to split up journey oh okay okay yes you were the be funny as hell the... if it was the other way though it would be cool. <laughs> so we have another fun thing we like to do with our guests 
What, what's that? That sounded <laughs> bad. <laughs> yes. What are we doing with Gene? Game you like? I'm sorry. No. Uh, it's, yeah. it's what's our favorite thing. Would I or would I not buy that? Oh, no. We have eBay. Okay. okay. Bruce has been prepared, more prepared than usual. Yes, well, you know, this is a very special guest. He's one of our longtime listeners, so he so, knows how so to So Bruce play is it. prepared more. Remember that, other guests. Yes, you <laughs> suck. <laughs> okay. For, for to... those out there who don't know what this is, and you're driving in your car and can't look at it anyway, so I'll do best, best to describe this for you, is, yeah, we go to eBay and we look up stuff that uh, either it looks like a good deal or is not, and sometimes is really not. Basically, it's just a cool way to bash shit on eBay. And we like doing that. Yep. Hate is what makes us stronger. Yes, let it flow through you. Your hate has made you powerful. Are you ready for the first ticket number? Yes. One nine three two one five zero five five nine five three. Spirit of seventy six. Spirit of seventy fit yeah, yeah, micro manufacturing. I just think of micro machines. Micro machines, micro spirit machines, micro seventy six is the spirit of America. Micro manufacturing, pinball machine, rare. It's rare, it says so. It says so. It's in Baden, Pennsylvania. Local pickup only. Hundred percent positive feedback. It's rare, Bruce. It says it three times. Rare, rare, rare with exclamation points. For true collector or museum, only three known to exist of 127 made. This one is in great shape and works. Has an extra set of plastics, which is amazing for a game if they only made three of them. That's the most impressive thing in my (laughs) But it's rare. Greco Amusements. All right. Let's see the pictures. Maybe it's in really cool play film. on the side of the cabinet. Interesting. It's got an American flag because it is Spirit 76. Merc! Oh, weird board looking. Yeah. Good luck if it, it ever breaks. Like uh, wonderful cabinet. Has no art. It's just like blue. The coin door is just bizarre. It was made in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's weird. I never heard of this. I never heard of this either. Let's see. It's a weird shit. Uh, it's got pop uppers with stand ups directly in front of them. Yes. <laughs> so you can't actually shoot the stand-ups. You would have to somehow get it in there, and the pop-ups would hit the stand-ups. Yep. Okay. That is weird. It's very weird. It would be neat in a museum setting, I agree. Would it be $6,550 neat? No. 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 Gene? No. Okay, we have three no's. <laughs> I mean, if you're a rich museum owner. <laughs> yeah, if you're a rich museum owner. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, holy for holies. Okay, Ron. Mm-hmm. Next one. one three three seven zero two six five two three zero zero. 752 Ooh. New Stern Pinball, Early Solid State, Playfield Spinner, Nine Ball, Cheetah, and more. I love how they say Nine Ball when that's a game it wouldn't fit in. <laughs> That's the first thing. That's the first thing. It literally wouldn't fit in that game. It looks like it's the Seaberg Spinner. Mm -hmm. And it's upside down. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. And on the back of it, it's blank. Yeah. That's a no-no. So you're saying this isn't original? No, it's not original. He says it's a reproduction. Yeah. 
But the problem is he didn't reproduce it properly because <laughs> on the backside, there's blue stars supposed to be on the backside of it. Mm. There's like eight or nine blue little stars. Uh, yeah. Yeah. At this this era of spinner, I I've never never seen one that the back is blank. No, it's not. it always has something on it. So he says, uh, "This up for sale." These were used in early solid state machines. New reproductions, which have several coats of clear to protect the artwork. Well, problem is you didn't put artwork on the back side of it, so it's only one side you have artwork on. And he wants forty-five dollars for it, so it's probably not even weighted properly. Forty-six dollars probably... per. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you get three, it's forty-three dollars. Oh, oh, clearly, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you get one, you know. So, but the problem is, you don't. You don't even know if it's weighted right. It's probably not, because each we've proven in the past, each spinner is weighted differently. Each brand, Valleys were weighted differently, Godleys were weighted differently, and so was Stearns. So you're saying since it's probably upside down and has no art in the back, you're not going to say that the weighting is correct because it probably isn't. And when it probably says nine isn't. ball in the description, when this would <laughs> not fit on a nine ball because nine ball is a custom spinner. Yeah. I wish they would bring back those overhang spinners. Oh, it'd be great. They did. They're in a bunch of games. Metallica has them. Metallica now has Technically, them, yes. um, uh, Jurassic Parks is an overhang sp- hang spinner. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I like them just like hanging off, you know, like hang off I guess, the side. I got you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Then Iron Man. Technically, yes. it uses them that way. So that's a fail, isn't it, guys? Fail. Yeah, it's a fail. Okay. Let's put it this way, Bruce. Devil's advocate here. Say it looks perfect, and it's from like a some vendor you've heard of before or something. Say it's just a- absolutely perfect. Would you? You'd actually pay forty six dollars for a spinner. I've paid more. Wow. Okay. I paid. I bought four of them for about fifty dollars each. Wow. They were brand new. Well, they were brand new NOS Stern ones that were wrapped, and they were the proper Seaberg. Okay. With the, white, with the blue, the blue stars. You are back. hardcore. <laughs> I am hardcore Stern. All right. I like my Sterns. <laughs> uh, ticket number 313-447-730-294. Uh-oh. Hard body. I've been looking for a hard body pinball. <laughs> <laughs> he had to pause there for a second. Yeah, he did. <laughs> looking for a hard body pinball. Um, pinball. <laughs> Uh, full restoration, free shipping. That's always good. Out of Georgia. Uh, all positive feedback here. That's not the original back glass, I'm assuming. No, it is not. Because, uh, yeah, lots of silicone on that back glass. Yes, there is. And not the original side art. Oh, not the original side art? Uh, no, that's the original not side the original art. Color clean door. That's the side art's original. I didn't think it was. I now, thought there was only one. It's only one girl. No. I don't think that's original. Okay. But it's, it looks like the same stuff. It looks sure. like the same it's style. It's the same setup. Only one girl is usually on the hard body, not all these other girls. Yeah, I think uh, it's not original because that's like Coy Everson and some other people that I don't think they probably had the license for. Yeah. Yeah, and he shows the whole restoration. Oh, that is Corey Everson. So there's lots of great pictures of the cabinet. Not the cabinet proper. The proper cabinet, it should be, say, Bally William, Bally Midway on it. It's digital. Oh, yeah, it's that old style, yeah, with the little pinball. Well, they made it look better. They have one shot of the play field with the glass on. Yes. Every other shot is of the cabinet or the back glass to show the new art and to show how they did it. 
What is going on with those flippers? They're like really yellowed. <laughs> um, or is that the plastic protector over it? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's the mylar protecting it, and that's the original color of the playfield. That is hideous. Is that the playfield, or is that a plastic going over the top of everything? I don't know. I've never seen that before. It's yeah, really I've never weird. Seen it. It's weird. It's like a plastic over it. Well, it is three thousand dollars. Free shipping. Free shipping from Georgia. Take three hundred dollars right off that, so it's really twenty seven hundred dollars for a hard body. Mm-hmm. Do you feel hard enough for this body? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> it actually says rebuild, retheme in the uh, description. Yes. To be fair, yes. no battery. NV RAM game has full LED job. Woo! Thank God. New LED scoreboards. Woo! <laughs> new chrome rails. New legs. He has YouTube videos. You can watch it in action. I always like oh, that. Yeah. I can watch the hard bodies in action. I guess if you like this retheme and you really want a hard body, knock your socks off. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I just want to get an original one, so I would not buy this yes, one. Yes, I would rather have an original one too. Or just get a BMX and have the original. Original. You mean E.T.? Yes. E.T. Otto, Otto. <laughs> Next ticket number. How one, many of three. these are there, just so our audience knows and I know? There's two or three more. Calm down. Okay. <laughs> it was all not for the audience. It was just for him. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> exactly. So don't don't blame it on the audience. Uh, one, three, three, seven, two, seven, nine, three, one, six, four, three. Oh, you're you're doing all these today, Bruce. Yes, the, I am. <laughs> the fully restored Stern Dracula pinball machine, sixty five hundred dollars. I don't think anything is original on this machine. Alpine, <laughs> California, hundred percent positive feedback. Let's look at these pictures. Ooh, wow! Looks pretty nice. Black trim. Black trim. Black Side door. art looks good. Wow! Paint jobs. It looks pretty sweet. That's the nicest Stern Dracula I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I, I, wow. Nowhere on the upper part where he usually wears. Didn't right take by the, the glass uh, off for his overhead shots. You got it. Love that. Love that. But the paint job, damn. Yeah, side art looks good. Pretty. Even the apron looks good. Yes. So, uh, Ron, and it's free freight, free flat rate shipping. Let's see the description here. I mean, this has definitely been a full, full restoration. Elite. It's it's done by ElitePinballRestorations.com. Everything is new. Everything is new. New, 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 new. It is $6,500. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> no. I appreciate the work, and it looks like, yes. uh, it looks like beautiful, but it's a stern Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> Yeah. What would you think? What would you think would be reasonable, Bruce? Like for this, actually redoing the entire yeah, game, like this was the whole done. thing, maybe three thirty-five hundred pushing. Okay. In. Okay. So you would go three k. Yeah. Okay. And not for this machine. I hate. Well, yeah. Dracula. Uh, oh, is good. It's okay. It's Harry not Williams, great. baby. I'd like to see the back of the back glass. Actually, I wish he had a picture of that. Yeah. Because that back glass is always totally wasted. Okay, this is the last one, Ron. Oh, yes. I mean, oh. <laughs> this is going to be the talk of the week on Pinside. <laughs> oh, okay. Ticket number 124-682-524-397. <laughs> I 
Oh uh, yeah, we, we yeah we haven't got to the ball bag yet, but one of our uh, <laughs> one of our listeners brought this up. Yes, it's on eBay. It's also on Craigslist too. There's a Craigslist listing. Yes, this oh, is uh, out of Hillsdale, New Jersey. It is a rethemed Cybernaut. It was rethemed as uh, Beatles. <laughs> Basically, it was. He said, "Got it at Beetle Fest <laughs> in New Jersey. It was made for that one year." If you couldn't afford nine thousand dollars for a Beatles, you can get this one. <laughs> it, well, here we go. Uh, it works. Followed by the very next word. It works. One LED is out on player two. It will need a cleaning and possibly an adjustment, and hasn't been used in a while. Then it doesn't work. Yes. Listeners, you have to look at this. Look this one up because <laughs> here's what they did. They they put the Sergeant Pepper Beatles on the back glass. But instead of just using the actual picture, they they had someone paint like old Beatles, like how they looked, you know, yes. 20, 30 years later, like 40-year-old Beatles in the Sgt. Pepper outfits. Yeah. And it looks silly. You have George, you know, George Harrison looks ancient. Yes. John Lennon's dead. John Lennon should be in a coffin right there with uh... no skin on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's basically how he looked in 1980. And then you have Ringo Starr with the full beard with all the gray in it and all that. Basically how he looks now. Because yeah. Ringo doesn't age for some reason. And it's a cyber knot. And let's see. They put the tape on the, on the back last to hold the back. It's classic. Uh, wait, I, I need this. How much is it again? 2500 oh, That's actually not too bad. I love how they made different plastics for it, though. Too. Yeah, like I mean, it's not. It's not like it's six thousand dollars. If you want to pay sixty five hundred for the Beatles machine, you can have the next best thing for twenty five hundred. No, Is that the back box different though? It looks like a Gottlieb or something. No, I think that's no, that's the Bally. That's, that's actually that's the Bally. The shitty. The, yeah. Yeah. Now I love what they put on the play field. If you look at the play field, there's actually stickers on the play field. I know. <laughs> And it's kind of like a kid's like if you let your kid, you're like, hey, you want to make this pinball machine whatever you want, and they just like cut out back beans and yes. tape them on the game. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. They couldn't get the theme like they did the Sergeant Pepper, but then they have earlier pictures of them like on the slings. Yep, doesn't really like match. Six, early six, or maybe you know, like sixty four, sixty five. Yeah. yeah. So it's wow. Yeah. Um. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. And it's a shitty game. Cybernaut sucks. Well, it's not. It's just, it's not, it's not good. Okay. There you go, Ron. That's impressive. I struck out everything today. I'm sorry. Mm. You didn't want to buy anything. No, I didn't want to buy anything. Bruce, Tournament Pinball is back. It is. The Great Lakes Open happened yesterday and Friday. It did. At, wow. um, what's it called? District 82 in Wisconsin. People all over the country came. Yes. There. They had a classics tournament. Which was won by the guy who owns District 82. <laughs> and which I did just obviously a good player because he was going against you had um Raymond Davidson was there, number one player in the world. Yeah. Colin McAlpine was there. The one. Yeah, that was that that got me thinking. It's like the guy the guy who's running the tournament and owns the facility won the classics. Mm-hmm. That's Ron's pet peeve. Yeah. That's Ron's pet peeve. Yeah. Yes, stop winner, Bruce. Yes, and you won too, didn't Thank you? Thank you. I was waiting for you to, to come back <laughs> with that. 
Of course. Yeah, I won because I was told to play by the you people in the to tournament. Play. Literally, like the players point. said, you have to play in this. Like, really? Like, the players in the tournament were telling me I have to play. Gunpoint. They put them all at gunpoint, Gene. They said, you better play or else. That happened twice. The second time, they like, we'll pay your entry fee. Like, what the hell? Why? Everyone loves you, Ron. They, they want the TGP. Yeah, they wanted the points. They needed one more yeah. player. No, yeah. they wanted to hang out with you personally. No, they wanted the points. They're whopper whores. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, they had the, so it was the Great Lakes Open. So you had the Classics and then the main tournament, which they did it the same way that I think Indisc did their Thursday tournament, where it's uh, they do 3-2-1 scoring. They have four-player groups, and the first player to 30 wins it all. Target match play. Yep, target match play there. Thank you. Thank you. Plus other side tournaments I heard about. Oh, I didn't see any of those. It, it, it was streamed on Fox City's Pinball. And the interesting thing is when it got to a certain point near the end, they were following the, the top group every round. So it ended up being Keith Elwin, Raymond Davidson, and Colin McAlpine, and whoever the fourth person was. <laughs> they would end up in last and get booted, and then another person would come in the next one, and, and they get booted like the last three or four rounds. That's kind of fun to be that fourth person every once I'd in a while. I'd love to be that fourth person. Yeah. I did that once at a tournament in Northwest, uh, I forget if it was Northwest Pinball Arcade Show, or, but I, was, I got fourth, and it was, I think it was Keith and Bowen and, uh, and another Northwest guy, but I was just happy to be in the top yeah, four. Yeah, I've been course. in those groups yeah. before. Isn't that great? It's like, you're, why am I here? You're like, yeah. no, if I don't end up last, it's a win. It's That's a win-win. Win. If you catch anything, go, go to Fox City Pinball. Yeah, Fox Pinball, Fox City's Pinball, and look for the, I think it was the second to last round. It was Shadow they were playing. And Keith Ellen, he had like two billion. Yep. And Colin was player four. At two hundred million. And he grinds, he basically does vengeance over and over and over and, and gets super vengeance after super vengeance after super vengeance. Then he drains just short, but wins on the bonus. Yes. Wow. Unbelievable. That's yep. awesome. Most incredible game of Shadow I've ever seen. Congratulations to Raymond Davidson, who won. Yay. He won again. Friend of the show. Oh, and I forgot they had the skins. Yes, I they did. I forgot that the skins was Friday. What am I thinking? They had the classics. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm losing it, man. They had the, the skins. And that was won by uh, Raymond won the most money. Yes, he did. Which is uh, <clears throat> illegal in the state of Wisconsin. Sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> what, winning money is illegal? No, gambling in pinball is illegal in the state of Wisconsin. How is that gambling? Because they were all putting money towards a generalized pot that they could be won at the end of each ball <sighs> at the end of each game. It's gambling. How does that skins work? What happens is you have a goal score, like match or beat. And if nobody beats it, the money rolls over to the next game. So you have to pay yeah. each game like five bucks. Yeah, $20, yeah. $20. This is it's twenty dollars. If you ever watch golf skins, the money is provided, but this is pinball, so we can't. We <laughs> got to provide our own money. Yeah, so it's twenty dollars <laughs> per person per game. Yeah. So okay. they each was putting money, and if you couldn't meet the goal score in the number of balls, it was pin golf. Yeah. And if you got it, like player one gets the goal, and no one else gets it, they get the money. But if player yep. two gets the goal, then they go on to the next hole. Yes. Or if you, nobody gets it. They go yeah, the they go on the next hole, and then it builds. Builds. And at one point, Raymond got up to $460 or 450 or something like that. And it's like extreme dollar games. Yes, they were extreme dollar. These were nosebleed extreme. <laughs> Travis Murray, he won a hole or two holes, and yep. I think Ray won everything else. Yeah. The other two players got nothing. 
<laughs> so they were putting they were putting money in, and and basically, I guess it is gambling in that they just put money in and lost. And yeah, Ray was Ray was thanking them every time. Hey, thank you guys, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> you're giving me gas money now. Now you're giving me <laughs> food money. <laughs> but the only thing I want to bring up, I need to defend the honor of one of my favorite games. In one of the rounds, they were playing Lethal Weapon Three, which I guess they said Raymond had never played it before. What? What? Yes, he didn't know about the gun during the scenes, like getting uh-huh. the gun. Oh. Uh-huh. But they made a comment that you know you don't see many of these, and probably for good reason. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. This is Lethal Weapon Three. This is the second most popular. Most manufactured Data East game that was ever made. You see them at every show. They made over 10,000 of these games. They made more Lethal Weapons than Stern, Jersey Jack, Spooky have made any title combined ever, (laughs) including Old Stern. How dare you diss the greatest Data East game of all time? And it's got like a some official-ish re-themes, right? Like the Richie Rich and Michael Jordan. well, it was uh, Richie Rich was Tommy. Yes, Tommy. Okay. Uh, my, uh, it was Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan and yep. um, Aaron Spelling. Yes. <laughs> yes. And yeah, that's it. Those yeah, are the two. Yeah. Yes. But I just want to defend the honor. the honor of Lethal Weapon 3, the greatest Data East game. I just felt it had to be said. It had to be said. Yep. Checking that off. I literally had that here. Lethal Weapon 3, defend. Wow. Ready for the ball bag? I love the ball bag. Sure you do. And <laughs> we got a lot of them. A lot wow. of ball bag. Because we had the contest. The contest of all contests. And we have a winner. winner we have a winner, but we're going to go through all the answers, and then we're going to tell you who the winner was. So for those who don't don't remember, last week. Two weeks. American. Oh, two weeks ago. Yeah. I keep thinking we're weekly for some reason. Day fifth. The American dream of American pinball, baby. He had a Houdini print, baby. A Houdini print that you could win if you answered my question, which, of course, I made it completely on pinball related. I made it Beavis and Butthead related. And the question was, what was the name of the sperm bank that Beavis and Butthead donated to? And we did get a winner. And here are some of the answers. So Antonio says... Enjoy the show, fellas. For the contest entry, the name of the sperm bank on Beavis and Butthead was Helping Hand Sperm Bank. That's his answer. I'm not going to say if it's wrong or right yet. Was he the first one in? He was the first one in. I'm doing these in order. Then Miles. Miles says, Dr. Rod Johnson. Thanks for the awesome show. So he thinks it's Dr. Rod Johnson. Okay. Then Dan says, Stork in a Bottle Sperm Bank. Okay. Wow, three different answers at the three questions. Wow. Parnell says, I think the sperm bank was called Stork in a Bottle Sperm Bank. So we got two for Stork in a Bottle. Okay. Alan says, the sperm bank was called Helping Hand Sperm Bank, and the doctor was called Dr. Rod Johnson. Probably never thought you'd hear this much about sperm on a pinball podcast. How did you, Gene? Uh, I expected it for this one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jody and Steve say, Helping Hand Sperm Bank. So if we're going by sheer amount and answers, that's, Helping that's Hand seems to be the one. Let's see. Uh, Sean says, I figure I'm late, but the offices of Dr. Rod Johnson. So we got three different runners now. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have, let's see. Uh, Neil says, 
Answer, stork in a bottle sperm bank. Okay, so we got another one for stork in a bottle. Jonathan says, offices of Dr. Rod Johnson. Mm. Probably too late, but I love free stuff. Love the podcast. Thanks for keeping me in the loop on all things pinball. You're welcome, Jonathan. Thank you. Then we have um, Chris says, answer to your question, stork in a bottle sperm bank. So the answer to this question, the answer is stork in a bottle sperm bank. Congratulations to Dan on your Houdini print. I think what threw people is that there is two sperm banks mentioned in the episode. <gasps> the name of the episode is called Sperm Bank. And at the beginning of the episode, Beavis and Butthead are watching TV, like they always are. And they see a news story about the Helping Hand Sperm Bank and their president, Dr. Rod Johnson. And it, the reporter wants to know where they're getting their sperm. And Dr. Rod Johnson's like locked in a bathroom when the reporter's on the outside. And it's like, what are you doing in there? <laughs> and he's like, nothing. <laughs> so, yes, that's where they get the idea. Like, we could do that. But they didn't go to that one. I was hoping someone would call me out because technically I'm not yes. 100% correct in that I said Beavis and Butthead donate sperm. Only Butthead donated the sperm yes. because uh, Beavis forgot to use a container. Yes. <laughs> so congratulations to Dan. Congratulations, Dan. Enjoy is, your uh, prayer. Is Family Guy the only pinball that has sperm in it? Well, yeah, uh, probably sperm attack no. mode. Oh, does no. Morty Rick and Morty have it? No, no. Quicksilver. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! It, yes, green sperm. I guess. Wow. Uh, we oh, have, we have other, yeah, baby. We have other. We have other entries to the ball bag. Uh, Scott, you can't even continue. No, Scott. Our Scott says uh, about P Rock. No schematics. Fuck that. So he's not a fan of not having schematics. Oh, boy, I'm not either. Still. He said Johnny Mnemonic Spinner, try Gottlieb one. Oh, the, God, I'm not. The, uh, worse. You put the plastic one in there if you really wanted to <laughs> nerf it. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, well, so I don't want to miss anyone here. Um, Eric Russell. Eric, is which one is it? Uh, CNY, I think. He says he, uh, I won't forbade him to it, but basically he says he's on, he's on the same page with us about the UV kit. And he was considering getting the Stranger Things Premium. Yep. But when the UV kit wasn't available anymore, it just ended his interest. Yep. Stern. If Stern isn't going to make any more UV kits, then they should just stop producing the title and move on. I agree. I played the pro version on location a decent amount and have no interest in the stock setup. It's premium with UV kit or nothing. Stern, you need to, to to generate interest even in this game more. Make another round of UV kits. Then you will sell out the rest of your inventory easily. Yeah. I mean, because you should do the thing where you make it so it's not available and everyone wants it. Then make it available and see if that works. Yep. If it does, you have another and marketing strategy. Let's yep. say we're ending production, but we're not. Yeah. Uh, Eric also wanted to mention that he likes the direction American Pinball is heading in. Their commitment to building quality products and good serviceability that Dave spoke about. I will definitely be giving them more attention for future game purchases, especially as new titles get released. We got a thank you from Dave. Yes, we got a thank you from Dave. And the other Dave, Mr. Fix himself. That's right, baby. There's so many Dave that's getting confusing, baby. But there's only one American dream of American pinball. That's David Fix, baby. You can't wait for our new game. It's going to be coming out soon. Hopefully. Hopefully some game comes out soon. It's like game withdrawal. Like, where are the games at? I don't know. 
we're getting spoiled. Remember when there used to be one a year or two and it was Stern only? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Last email we have from uh, Mike. Mike, is, uh, he's local to me. This hey, Ron and Bruce. First off, I love the podcast. I want to submit a great buy for your show. And he sent a Craigslist from New Jersey for that Beatles machine. Nice. <laughs> he says, super cool. They broke into the Bally line. Well, 1985 Cybernaut was in development to steal it, to, <laughs> to customize it. Uh, he says he's looking to – he wanted some advice. looking to do a pretty casual tournament at his place with uh, seven System 11 games. He's really into System 11. Okay. And this is what he's got. He's got high speed. It says Lion Man. I assume that's Swords of Fury. Whirlwind, Earthshaker, Taxi, Black Knight 2000, Bad Cats, Space Station, and Pinbot. All great games except for one issue. Well, I know that's nine, but I feel like a couple of them aren't particularly tourney friendly. None of them are. Probably uh, Earthshaker and Black Knight 2000. But I'm open to your recommendation. So which seven, if you had to choose seven... Which would you pick? I can't. You have to make one adjustment on each game. Fixed jackpots. Oh, okay. Forgiving the progressive jackpot stuff because it's going to be just a – think of it from ball time, not fairness in this case. It's a small thing, Bruce. I think any one of those titles except for Bad Cats. Bad Cats is a terrible game because it hit the ramp, hit the ramp. Your score goes really crazy. It's a one-hit You're breaking up, Bruce. Um, sorry. Uh, bad Cats. <laughs> Definitely bad. One-hit wonder with the ramp. Well, no, there's nine games, so you got to eliminate two. I know. I'm saying that's one of them. That's one bad uh, cat. I'd eliminate gone. Black Knight 2000. I love Black Knight 2000. No, it's way too long. I would eliminate Black Knight 2000 and Bad Cats. I'd actually keep her shaker in. Yes. Even though they'll probably shoot the ramp over and over and over. If you miss the ramp on that one, it's most likely going to be a little harder to control. On um, Bad Cat, you know, it's just... It does say, it one more time. Meow, 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 meow. I love that. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, 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 meow. How many ramps you can hit in a row, you know? That could be the contest for one of the side games. What does Gene think of System 11 games? I love System 11 games. Mm-hmm. I really want to get a, a whirlwind. I played in the System 11 World Championships. That's the thing that was in uh, New Zealand. New Zealand? Oh, man. Awesome. Nice. Even Millionaire? Uh, I don't think that was in because they didn't have – I think there was like a, a bank of – you know, it wasn't all every single System 11, although he has, I think, every yeah, single I, System I, yeah. I know Mr. Peck has a Millionaire. That's kind of like the on- the running joke. It's like every yeah. System 11 I, game, I, even Millionaire. Oh, that game the skill thought so, on that is kind of neat with the weird neat. little thing. Yes. Moves, you know? yep. That's the only yes. neat thing about that game. That is true. <laughs> that game is so bad. I remember I played that at Automated Distributor in Connecticut. That's when I went there when I wanted to play um, uh, Dialed In to try to solidify in my head whether I wanted one. And he had a lot of other games there, and one of them was Millionaire. I played it for, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, and you know, I was still like on ball one. After God knows how many multi-balls, and I just drained and gave up. Yuck. Yeah. Yuck. All right. Uh, and he invites us to this tournament. It's going to be in Troy, New York, Bruce. Cool. I'm there. You're there? You're going to you're gonna come I'm all the way down? It's on a Sunday, yeah. though. Uh, guess what? I don't have to work Monday until 2 p.m. Oh, 
Well, there you go. So I can sleep over and then drive in. So yes, Mike, we might be coming. Yes, it's a distinct I'd possibility. Be in for that. All right, we will sign autographs for twenty-seven dollars and fifty cents each. Sign autographs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, <laughs> all right. Let's see. I got through the ball bag. I got through everything else. Oh, one more note. Our Scott, our very own Scott, he's coming up to pick the roller games up next month. And he wants to challenge me. He wants to have some, some streamed you know, match play action or streamed head-to-head action. But I'm thinking he should play Stu instead. What do you think? Ooh, so I think so. Maybe get some three-way action in there. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but because if you remember, I already beat him at Allentown a few years ago. We had yeah. our matchup. I even have yeah. the last game of it filmed. You can see him drain out on Future Spall and, and me. Shake it. Yeah, and then shake he t- it. anger tilts it. Yes. I've talked to Stu, and Stu, he wants to play. He wants to play Scott. Because Scott once won the Allentown tournament. So he, he wants to play Scott and show him who the man is. Because Stu McVicker, the 1978 Playboy Launch Party champion, who plays at my house, he's undefeated at level zero, my arcade. We're putting that, he's putting that challenge out to you, Scott. Will you accept? We shall see. <laughs> All right. I wish we had, you see, if we had, if we had um, Zach on, he was telling me he has trivia. He does. He's been waiting, but he wants to do it just against head-to-head. Oh, yes. It's two-person trivia. Two-person trivia. I asked, I offered for a three-way, and he did not like that. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what about, like, a feature, a feature... Because I, I always like, you know, there's been times where you guys have talked to other folks about games, and I love, like, the manual kickback, which is not on a lot of games. And I doubt they'll bring that back because of cost or whatever, but other things like that on old games. Like, I like. What would the, you like to see come back? Well, I, I definitely like manual kickback, but I don't, I don't think that's realistic. But maybe, like, very targets, or I like the little bullseye targets they had on the EMs, where, like, if you hit, it's basically like a stand up. But but there's a little metal pin in the middle. So if you hit the target, you know, not on the center, you get you get X value. But if you hit it directly, you're gonna push both the pin in and the the target, and so you get more points for accurately hitting the target. But I'm sure like all these things cost too much or something. But well, I would like to see because every game I've seen it on, I, I just I don't like it. But I, I think it could be used in a different way. The swinging target. Yeah, you know what I mean, like a space mission, and on like um, mm-hmm. Black Pyramid, it's always like you never in hit the it. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's the in the middle. Black Pyramid, you never hit it; you just hit the orbits. But it's it's a target that moves. I think you could do something cooler with that, especially if it can register where you're hitting it, so that it does. You know, I don't know how those normal ones work because all those games you you basically don't go for it. But yeah. I think that's, that's yeah. It. Have like a I don't know a bash toy or some kind of thing like yeah hey, hit me hit me and you have to actually hit the target or it doesn't count as a hit. Something I like, like another that. idea. Here's a good idea. Hmm. You know how in the older games originally you only had one flipper that would do the lane change and only go one way. Yeah, like, like Barracord. <laughs> yeah, like that kind of stuff. What you can do is actually in certain modes change it so you can only go backwards. You know, so it's not just a typical you hit it right or you hit it left. You know, it reverses what you're used to being expected. Or like, say, the right flipper does left and the left flipper does right. So, yeah, know? but you do it with the lane change. So you go to move yeah. it right and it goes left instead. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That'd be kind of cool, too. Like something to screw you up totally in certain modes. Like mode change, you know, mode mode change or something like that. Or, you know, lane change. 
Lane change. Or like if there was a way that you could, because one of the best things about Whirlwind is if you could stage flip the side ramp and like if there was a way to know that you had a ball caught. I think there's a game with, uh, I think it's Oktoberfest that has that juggler mode and I don't, I don't even know what it, what you're supposed to do in it because I don't know that game well. But if you had a thing where you had to like, you know, keep a ball trap, like you're trying to keep one ball trap. But the thing is, you know, the game doesn't know if you have a ball trap because there's not a switch there, but some way to make you do, you know, things with the balls specifically to, to get points or something. I don't know how you'd actually make that happen. It's possible, but something like that, something different. Yeah. Or, you know, how, like some of the old games would have like, do you take down a bank of targets and just like the rubber? I think something registered. So like, that could, you know, like maybe you, you don't have, you try not to hit that target or something. So, you know, like make it not necessarily negative, but like it does something to affect the state of the game or something. Well, this isn't an old game, but it was an old game feature they brought back. The boom balloon, you know, you pop up or underneath the play field, it pops up. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Rise up, yeah. That was actually from an older game, but. Yep. Or how about, oh, remember Algar? That stupid ball <laughs> thing on the right? Mm, Maybe bring that back, but for a much less shitty game. They sort of had that. Didn't they sort of have that? Big Bang on, Bar, or like on Ghostbuster? On Ghostbusters, they had the, the little yes. loopy. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. a cool idea. I think it's just how you how you leverage it, implement it. Yeah, Some cool stuff with that for sure. What other things could you do with uh, captive balls? Like oh. it, uh, oh. Centaur, where <laughs> you hit it. it and like it, if you hit it hard enough, it hits another target. Drop target, yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, I got one. I want to see this implemented better. They did it in Dungeons and Dragons. A ramp to inline drop targets. There that was go. cool. That is cool. Yep. I agree. Although they put it way in the back, which was actually kind of smart because it, if it was too close to you, it'd probably just come right back down the middle when you hit it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I like those like scoopy scoop locky things, or not scoop, but saucer lock things, like in hoops and stuff. You know, like they haven't done yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, holds the ball and then you, you do something else and then it kicks it out like time later. Yeah. After the first switch, it has so many seconds before it kicks it out. Or stuff that plays with the ball more. Uh, I hate to bring up Circus Voltaire again, but and a lot of the, some old EMs used to do this. You have multiple saucers and it kicks it from one saucer to another saucer. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, Vector does that. Like yeah. you hit it and then it kicks it to another saucer and it kicks it to another saucer. I thought that was super cool. Just to see that would be cool. On it. Yeah, like a new game where you'd have to build up some jackpot, and if you hit it on the far, you know, end one, then it gives you like the mega. If you lit all three holes value, you get like three x super jackpot or something. And if it lands in the middle one, you only get double or whatever. There was an EM that had like three saucers, and they're like in the center of the playfield. And you hit it in the one, and it would like kick it to the one next to it, and then kick it to the one next to it, and then kick it out. Yeah, they had that. I think it had five actually. I, I played that one because they used to have it at a bar uh, ah, pizza place. Here. Yes. I forget what it's called. It has a couple different names for the. Multiple version. Here's another one. Uh, I think this was only used on Congo. Multi-directional VUC. Yes. Well, no. Well, yeah. Yeah. If you look at this, it is a custom mech in every sense of the word. You look at the thing, it's got like a four, like the two two ends of it. It can fire the VUC one direction or fire it in another direction. Well, Star that, Trek had something like that, though. Star Trek LA. No. Because no. had the thing to pivot it, it would it has, go up to the it ramp. It has a VUC and an eject. So it can either just eject it out of the hole or shoot it straight up. I'm talking about it shoots it up in the air, but multiple directions. Yeah, that's super cool because you could do a lot with that in a, in a game now. Like yes. You could, I mean, I like all those things that change, like on Shadow, the, you know, changing the ramps and yeah. things like that are pretty cool. Or um, the, just to kick out 
what is it? Uh, Flash Gordon, multi-directional kickout. Oh yeah, down or that up. Seems like that wouldn't be that expensive. Yeah, that seems like it wouldn't. It's just another Mac, but maybe you only yeah. get that on the premium. Uh, <laughs> I liked. I actually like the spinners on the ramp, like on Kingpin, because it's like uh, yes. if, you, if you if you shoot the the ramp really clean, you, especially if you got a nice lubed up spinner. You know, that should yeah. just give you way more value versus like hitting the ramp if it kind of rattles in it or something. I like that. I like that. Hopefully, that. hopefully we have designers listening to us, taking down our ideas, basically <laughs> just telling us to rip off older games. Yeah. Some of the ideas are good. Yeah. Like, I'm, look at what uh, Keith did with the rules with uh, with AIG. With, uh, you mean Avengers, the Avengers in the, the subway they yeah. had all the issues with? No, no. <laughs> I'm talking about the drop targets. Okay. Yeah, it's kind rules. Of and if you... The, in, the, the cheetah deal. rules. You mean the grid yeah. drop targets, like in, yeah. like in, well, you, yeah, you're thinking of cheetah, but I think that was more an homage to um, Ripley's. It was the cheetah a little bit. Oh, okay. And uh, more features where you don't want to complete something. That's another yes. one I want. I've said that many times before. Like in Stargazer, you get two of the two of the targets in the dark target bank down, and the spinner value is max. But if you hit the third one, it resets it back to nothing. Or nine, yeah, or nine ball where you're trying to go cheater. around the the roundabout, but you you don't want to go around too many times, or it just resets it back to nothing. There's simpler things you can understand that you don't need a freaking abacus to destroy. I mean, playing Jurassic Park is so complicated. There's so much crap going on on that game. I, I made the mistake of trying to read the rule sheet to it on tilt <laughs> forums, and it's like five pages long. Like, oh my god, it melted your brain. It melted my brain. It's like I'm just going to play this thing. Like I was trying to figure out. How do you relight the kickback? I think it's the spinner after you hit the spinner, but it might be the pop, but basically you get it back up top. And then for a while, those they'll be blinking and then you have to hit them while they're blinking and they'll time out. I think something like that. To relight the escape on the left, you have to go up the spinner weekly. So instead of going in the pops, it goes in that lane that's before the pops. That will light the light escape target on the lower left, which will time out and then you have to hit it. It's like, damn, that's a lot to relight that. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go up. It's got to go through that lane, which it's not going to do if you hit it with the right flipper. It's going to go all the way around. So you almost have to hit the left flipper. But in a way, I think that's kind of cool that if you hit it with the right flipper, it goes all the way around. But when I hit it with the left flipper, it kind of, because of the angle, it makes it take that lane instead. So it's like two shots with one shot. I think that's pretty cool. The play field is tremendous. It just takes a lot of tweaking because it's so complicated. So much yeah. you stuff can literally, going on. You can almost combo almost combo like every single shot on the game at one in one long. I don't think you can get every single one because probably the Raptor pit area, but you can almost combo, you know, left ramp to right ramp to inner loop to side ramp to right, far right ramp to. Yeah. uh, When I'm thinking it, I'm I'm thinking to myself, man, imagine what a really good player could do with this game. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If I get the super, like, you know, if you get the left ramp to right ramp, if I get that, And I yeah, always just go yeah. for the side ramp because the side ramp's easier. I can't get that inner loop, but um, I usually hit the inner loop by accident. But yeah, that, that game feels good if you can string together three shots. Yeah. You feel awesome. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to kill this game. And then I just drain. Oh, wow. Wow, wow. All right, Bruce. We've come up with old, new stuff to <laughs> use in yeah, the games. So manufacturers, listen to us. Get Learn. on it. Yep. And all the features we said, it's not even coding. It's like people can actually physically see it, so understand what the hell's going on. That's another cool thing. Well, some of it's coding. My, my flipper, you know, the reverse from the oh, lane yes. change would be yes. coding. But that would be easy. 
That would be very, very easy. Out of all of them, that's probably already been done. Are you sure Brick and Morty doesn't do that? Does it have lanes? No. I no. can't remember. No. 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 Well, Gene, thank you for coming on today. Where could somebody reach you if they want to get in touch with you? They can follow me on Instagram at GeneX, G-E-N-E-X, or on Twitter at at X. Wait a minute. At or, X? Or photography.com. At yes. X? How would you get that? How is that even possible? Well, you just live in San Francisco and half your friends work in tech companies, and they're like, hey, we just started this company called Twitter. Uh, you want to get a username? And that's kind of how it happened. Not a, not exactly, but basically a bunch of our friends all got single letters at the time. So. <laughs> That wow. is awesome. And you got the best letter, too. You're just like, I'm X, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Okay. So this has been episode 165 of the Slam Till Podcast. We can be reached at slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out our site, slamtiltpodcast.com. All our links are in the upper right-hand corner. I usually stream on the Slam Tilt Podcast stream every Tuesday at 8 I've been kind of sticking to that schedule. You have been. I will say that. Oh, and Gene, happy birthday. Oh, thank well, you. Oh, happy birthday, Gene. I think it was yesterday. Happy birthday. Yep. It was. I had to make sure that, you know, he knew that we were listening and everything we knew was his birthday, man. <laughs> yeah, I can do masters at, at Papa now. <laughs> oh, really? No. Yeah, he's, no. He's, he's the you big 5-0. No. Dude, you look 30. And I'm saying that completely serious. Do you do you have some kind of anti-aging like technique? Asian blood. <laughs> I'm just looking at Gene's picture right here on his Skype, and I'm thinking like, no, that's not possible. Well, that's probably an old picture because I don't use Skype that often, but, oh. but still. Yeah. <laughs> I actually look 70 now, Ron. You haven't seen me since COVID started. So. Yeah. Oh, man. That's funny. Um, I also have another podcast. That's Silverball Chronicles. You can check them out. They're on the Pinball Network. We talk about pinball history. I have one more thing to bring up. Oh, yes. Did you see what they reproduced? I put it on our Facebook page. Cheetah? Playfields? Yes, and they brought they back sold out. the flight. And they sold out. And they brought back the flight 2Ks, and they sold out. Hmm. Wow. So are we taking credit for that? I think I am. Okay. Would you? Sure. Slamtail Podcast, right. we have raised the... Just the visibility of these games to the point where you can just sell out. So you need to make more of those and make some Dragon Fist play fields, please. And yes, God. And Alien Star. I know that's not a CERN, but still. Alien Star. Do that, too. I have to agree with that, definitely. Thanks to our friends out there. Hi, Zach. Fun with bonus. Hi, Steve Bowden. Top row pinball, because he said to plug him. So we will continue plugging him as instructed. Thanks to everybody. I think I got everything this time. I always forget something. How did he get in touch with us? I just said that. I said that at the very beginning. I want to hear it again. He wants to hear it again? (laughs) Bruce, if you want to get in touch with us, you can send an email to slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. And then you can look at your phone where you already have that configured and you can see the email sent to yourself. Woohoo! Thank you, Gene, once again. Thank you, Gene. Thanks to our listeners out there. Until next time, say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, John Baker.
Keep going. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, yes, your reach around is here. Oh, that, that sounded so weird. And I have not touched it yet either for you or myself. Uh, I think we should open them together so we have a dual reach around. Oh, my. 